Hey, I want to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today I have Kunal Fabiani on the line, and he's a CEO of Americas in Africa at Healy Consultants Group. Kunal, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. Thank you for having me on. All right, Kunal. So uh, excited to learn more about Healy Consultants Group today and really what drives you and your mission. And just to get us started, we'll start off the way that we start every episode with our Mission Matters Minute. So Kunal, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Kunal, what mission matters to you? Thanks for the question, Adam. So at Healy Consultants, as our motto says, we pride ourselves with being global business experts. Yes, my title officially is CEO for Americas in Africa, but our mission is to enable the internationalization of companies, be it, you know, your startup companies, an entrepreneur, a small business, and multinational corporations, or Fortune 500 companies. It doesn't really matter, right? We, we don't discriminate on that end. If you have an idea, you want to go global, if you want to go local into a certain continent or country, um, we want to be essential part of it, right? And enabling you to, to get set up in, in, in these countries, right? And, and hold you through the whole process and make it an easy voyage, right? Fantastic. Well, we'll love having mission-based entrepreneurs and, and executives on the line to share why they do what they do, how they do it, and really what we can all gain from that so we can we can all learn and grow together. That's the whole point of the Mission Matters platform. So Kunal, I mean, let's go back a little bit further. Well, of course, we're going to spend some time talking about Healy Consultants Group today, but let's go a little bit further in your background. Like, how did you get started in business? So um, Healy Consultants Group has been around for 20 plus years. I joined the company 10 years ago, um, initially in yeah, as a business development manager, just growing the business, looking at the different types of services that a corporate service provider typically offers. So just to give you a bit of background uh, mm-hmm. to, the, to the listeners, is uh, corporate service provider essentially provides corporate secretarial services, business setup support services, and this was typically done by Healy Consultants in, let's say, more around Asia. The company was headquartered in Singapore, and we offered services typically around the region. So my mission when I joined the company was also to expand on where we offered services. I was born and up in Spain, so obviously I do speak Spanish. Spanish is my native language, so there was an opportunity to grow a portfolio of clients from the South America, Central America, uh, Latin American countries, of course. And because I come from the Canary Islands, there's a close proximity to the African continent. Africa was a, was a big one for us as well to kind of enter into that market and, and provide, let's say, more clarity, transparency in terms of the process of setting up, which can be simple and straightforward in any given country, in the Western world and more developed economies, but maybe not that transparent in some of these countries in, in continents, right? Maybe language barriers or just a lack of information. So I think we, we, we have done a great job at, at you know, providing that information through our website. Very, uh, I guess, informational matter, right? Uh, it's very transparent, there's a lot of information. It's information rich. So uh, we like to, you know, to be the, let's say, the modern 
uh, uh, Wikipedia or business setup in, in, in any country in the world, right? Not only in the Americas and Africa, but definitely these two continents have been target, target markets as a lot of emerging economies are in these, in these continents. And so as we and, and I want I want to pause for a moment just be, before we go and maybe just talk specifically about what Healy Consultants offers in terms of services, because I know at, at the end of this, I'm definitely going to give you the opportunity to leave that, you know, website and contact information so people can follow up. But tell us a little bit more about, about the services that Healy Consultants actually offers. So we do offer company incorporation that entails you know, business set up as per se, so advising on the type of legal structure that one would have to set up or the options that they would have for their specific business, business advisory, market entry strategies for a specific industry, as well as ancillary services that come with with business setup. You know, it can be as simple as bank account opening, bookkeeping services, tax planning, legal solutions, you know, and whatever comes after business setup. As this is with your higher employees or employee matters, you know, running payroll, and licensing, post business setup compliances. So, obviously, if you're running a business, you have to be compliant with the local regulations. So, we provide information and support in, in all of these aspects. Mm. And so, what are the what are the types of clients that you typically find get the most value out of working with with Healy Consultants? This is is this only for, or I should say, is this primarily for enterprise, middle market, mid cap? Like, give us a feel for maybe the type of clients that get the most value out of working with Healy. As I mentioned, I think at the beginning of of the conversation, uh, we we don't really discriminate. We don't have let's say a target sort of mm. companies. I mean, we obviously we. We provide advisory to high net worth individuals, mm-hmm. startups, uh, you know, businessmen with a certain idea, maybe a person that's been employed for 20 years in a business that want to start as a new venture. So they had maybe saved up some capital and want to start mm-hmm. a new business. So we want to be there for, for these clients. But your question is specifically, well, which type of clients uh, are more valuable to you or add more value to, to the business, right? So mm-hmm. we, we I, I'd like to say we're a boutique consultancy firm. So we don't typically do volume, um, and uh, our offering is is in such a way where typically clients with already a large presence or, or, or footprint right, in in certain yeah. countries come to us to say, okay, well, you guys seem to be spread across the globe. Can you help us set up in? Several jurisdictions. So mm-hmm. we specialize in, let's say, multi-country setups, right? Uh, it can be in one continent. It can be across several continents. Um, I, I say it can be across six continents. Uh, fortunately, or unfortunately, we don't do Antarctica yet, but maybe sometime <laughs> in the future. Awesome. And thank you for that context, because as I as I ask you some more more questions about what you're seeing, because you have I, I like to have a good some good context there. And I think you have, obviously you have a unique vantage point. So meaning working with first off the breadth of, of Healy working in many different regions and, and, and countries, number one, and working with many different types of business owners. I'm interested to see. So, you know, post pandemic in the regions that you're working in, in the Americas and in Africa, how do you think really, you know, post pandemic or the pandemic, like how, how, how have some of the, the regions been affected by, by that? Well, in terms of regions that have been affected, it's more the businesses that have not 
uh, not harness the power of social media or mm. having an on presence. Those have definitely have been impacted severely. Obviously, when you're confined to your home, you can't go to your local store. You seek to 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 buy seek services or get services or you know buy products online. Mm. Uh, so in many of these these countries, uh, you would typically have you know, your local grocery store or a, a local hypermarket and get your goods from there, but you'd have to go in person. So a, lo- a lot of businesses have actually, so the pandemic has been an opportunity for uh, mm. those companies or businesses that have said, well, they've identified the power of uh, having an online presence, having a, you know, an SEO optimized uh, website, or just having a, a page on, you know, social media, Facebook, or on Instagram, mm-hmm. I'm offering services or products, or even TikTok, you know, just talking about this is what I offer, this is what I can do, this is what I know. So many of these have jumped on this bandwagon and capitalized on it, as well as companies that offer support services, let's say, when it comes to supply chain, right? So in particularly in, in some African countries, if you were to order a product off Amazon, mm-hmm. you find it very difficult that that product cannot be delivered from the U.S. or any fulfillment center, let's say, close to your country, directly to Africa, right? So you'd need to arrange, uh, let's say, a PO box or send it to a certain company that then ship that product to you, right, uh, in, mm. in Africa. So there are certain companies that have uh, said, well, you know, why don't we make this easier for for uh, customers who want to purchase products online? Maybe not for personal use, maybe it's for the businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they've definitely, definitely capitalized on that because they've offered this service. So bringing not only Amazon, but generally the e-marketplace, right, mm-hmm. uh, to, to their economies. Another factor that has popped up uh, from the pandemic is obviously the dependency of local suppliers, right? So mm-hmm. that may have grown. So, for example, if you're in the car manufacturing industry, we all know that there's a shortage of microchips. China went to lockdown, how did that affect uh, maybe fulfillment centers or manufacturing centers in South America, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So let's look at suppliers or vendors that are local to us, right? So let's go into to look sourcing backup suppliers or service providers closer, closer to home. So those, those are the, the businesses that have affected or have now have a different outlook, right? It comes to many businesses in the service sector, and we're talking about human resources. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have to say that there has been a shift in take employees or companies hiring full-time employees, and rather now getting comfortable with treating employees as independent contractors and saying, well, you know, work from wherever you want. As long as you get the job done, it has worked for us during the pandemic. I mean, it was working from home. I don't need, need you to be in an office. So that kind of reduces operational expenditure because companies are now not investing in large spaces to house employees. They won't work from home, or work from whichever country you want, report into, into your manager at the X, XYZ times, you know, and as long as the job gets done, we're happy, right? As long as the KPIs are met, we're happy. Right. So there's been a shift in that mindset of not hiring permanent employees. Well, not, I guess, not treating them as employees, but independent contractors and mm-hmm. having that flexibility. Obviously, working from home 
um, that has allowed greater flexibility. But that also has created opportunity for entrepreneurs who have identified this space in or concept of uh, digital nomads, right? So mm-hmm. you may be aware that there are businesses that that are setting up communities of digital nomads. So if you could you could go to, for example, say, well, um, I'm a software developer, right, and I my headquarters in in Silicon Valley, right? But I can work from anywhere at any time I want. Mm-hmm. But let me travel the world. I don't have to be in something. So I could go to these communities with the with the thought of, well, these digital nomads, we need a community. So they will come with their families, right? So digital communities will be, digital nomad communities will be set up with residential properties, support services, education centers, and obviously leisure centers, right? So that's, that's an incredible concept and an idea for, for, I guess, this new era of employment right, that we have. Yeah, it's so interesting to me, and and many of the things that you you've mentioned in in Africa, I can see like similarities to some of the things how how the pandemic escalated things in the United States. Whether I, I know you mentioned in in Africa, maybe it has to do with you know delivery or or you know of services or e-commerce, which maybe some of the you know some of the infrastructure in the United States is is obviously a little bit more more advanced. But I can see like similarities in what you said and maybe like how our telehealth is now being delivered and some of the other things. It's almost like like in some, certain industries that were lagging or kind of forced out of necessity to to evolve and to advance. Am I, am I off on that? No, no, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah, I wanted let's 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 maybe jump around a little bit here. How do you see? Let's let's talk about the the political side of things. So. How do you see maybe the, you know, obviously post-pandemic, we're going into a new, new new way of doing business, new thing. I'm just curious, how do you see like the geopolitical landscape evolving in, in you know, the, the coming years from your vantage point? So for certain economies, let's say in developing economies, um, mm-hmm. if, if they were to evolve and uh, obviously harness this uh, change in 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 this, the way of uh, how companies operate, um, mm-hmm. so companies should be more open to to foreign investment. I guess uh, change their policies for to welcome businesses, right? Especially create to that those businesses that create value. Um, and the most the most uh, or the most important form of creating value is creating employment. But if I'm being bringing a business to your country, uh, it should be easy for me to set up a business to hire employees uh, and just create jobs and, and to give back to the community, right? Uh, mm. And that creates values for me, right? So I wouldn't necessarily say relaxed policies, but definitely more flexible policies when it comes to investment from, from the outside, right? So if I, was, if I was a business that wanted to hire employees, I mean, going back to the fact that, you know, my employees don't need to be in the U.S., mm-hmm. Or in Singapore, you know, I can hire employees. I guess companies have, or businesses have thought, well, you know, I can hire employees in Morocco or let's say Tunisia or in Egypt, right? Or in South Africa if I need English speaking staff. And, you know, my cost of labor is less, but how easy is it for me to uh, hire these people, you know? So those are a lot of questions that we get asked, right? So there's a lot of confusion, there's not no clarity. Uh, so 
obviously our mission is to, is to make that clear and accessible to to our clients, right? Who are okay. definitely interested in, in being set up in these countries. So again, for those countries that are targets for our clients, well, they they should awfully offer uh, incentives, right, to to businesses uh, to set up so that they can also, I guess, capitalize, right, on what they have to offer. Because mm. the businesses set up, it's not uh, it not only create jobs, but there's an uh, there's a knowledge transfer, right, or especially. We've seen the boom of fintech, right? Fin- financial technology companies being set up, especially across the Nigeria is, is definitely a hub, and Kenya and South Africa. There's a lot of uh, uh, VC-backed uh, companies that have set up there, to, especially in, in the payment sector. So that, that's definitely opportunities for for these countries, uh, and more countries should suit and, and see what these countries are getting right. And I think that's that's my take on this. And and speaking of the businesses themselves, how do you see maybe the, the competition between, you know, these established businesses and maybe even the startups in the region? Like how do how do you see this evolving? So evolving is, is, is powerful. If businesses that are established for 10, 20, 50 years, it doesn't with the changing landscape, if they don't keep evolving mm-hmm. um, and adapting to this new era, um, they'll essentially become the modern age dinosaurs, you know, they will become extinct. So you have to adapt to, to the new era. Um, and that would so be like, kind of like in the U.S., it'd be like our Kodaks or something, or some of the big, you know, the, the, the companies that you never thought would change, right? <laughs> exactly, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a very good example. Uh, Kodak is a very good example. So, again, uh, evolve, adapt to, to the new era, make your workplace a bit more flexible, The power, harness the power of digital media. I mean, Imagine a business not being present online or not having any present uh, digital presence. That's that's unfathomable, right? Uh, in today's mm-hmm. day and age. Yeah, and, and I definitely yeah. I agree with that. When I'm thinking about what you're saying, Kunal, and I'm like, yeah, there's still there's some that have listened to this, and they'll be like, oh, come on. But it, it, you're right. <laughs> there's some people that have listened to this. So yeah, and if you're you're listening and you don't have that presence working, and I'm sorry, go ahead. I just had, I had to say that because I say it all the time on this show, and I it's fun for me to hear somebody else preach it. Go ahead, continue. Sorry. <laughs> definitely, yeah, no, and and this is this is definitely opportunities for. Or new businesses or new entrants, right? And they mm. say, well, this company is doing this well, but there's a gap, right, between what they're offering and maybe their presence online. I can do that better. So let me come in and maybe I'm a small fish. Uh, mm-hmm. and this established company is a whale, but I can do it better because uh, I know how to sell my services or sell my product or market my product or my services or my business better because I understand how how a digital company or, or an online business should operate and should present itself, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that with this, you know, uh, doing business uh, this way or you know, being online obviously will face some sort of difficulty. Obviously, established companies will have their portfolio clients for sure, but new entrants will will definitely will definitely catch up on that and maybe steal a bit of their market share, right? So it's yeah. very important that. There should be a constant uh, evolution and harnessing, you know, new new tools, AI, maybe ChatGPT. That can be. I mean, if you're not using ChatGPT in your business, you're 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 starting to become obsolete, right? And just that's just one tool. 
Yeah. Well, Kunal, I could talk to you about this all day, but we're about out of time for today's episode. That being said, it, it really, it's been great having you on the show. If, if somebody's listening to this or watching this and they want to follow up and they want to learn more about Healy Consultants, what's the best way for them to connect with you and your team? So we have pushed, we have a great presence online. We have a website, it's www.healyconsultants.com. You can look us up on LinkedIn, Healy Consultants, on Instagram, same, Healy Consultants, as well as Facebook. And we do have, we do publish regularly videos, informational videos, experiences of our clients on YouTube. So definitely check us out on there. Fantastic. And we'll, we'll put all that information in the show notes so that our audience can just click on the links and head right on over. And speaking of the audience, if this is your first time with Mission Matters or listening to an episode, we're all about bringing on business owners, entrepreneurs, executives, and experts and having them share their mission, the reason behind their mission, and really what we can all learn from that so that we can all grow together. The whole point of the Mission Matters platform is for us all to grow together. Um, if that's the type of content that sounds interesting or fun or exciting to you, we welcome you. Hit that subscribe button because we have many more mission-based individuals coming up on the line and we don't want you to miss a thing. And Kunal, really, it has been a pleasure. Thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you, Adam. And just a final note to all your listeners, uh, your success is our success.